What's up everybody? Today we are talking about how to create a burning desire because motivation won't be enough. We're gonna go deep into some of the best motivation tips on the planet, things that we've used to create insane levels of success. Hey everyone, in case we haven't met, my name is Rad Burmeister. I'm joined today by my brother Yanni Burmeister. We're the co-founders of Unity Gym and the co-creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. Now, if you want to know how we do that, you can grab one of our free blueprints, the Flexibility Blueprint, the Strength Blueprint, or the Nutrition Blueprint. There's a link in the description uh, that you can uh, find for yourself. And also, you want to jump over to our Facebook group, the UMS Movement Mastermind, where we record these podcasts live and you can ask us questions. It's a really great resource as well because you can post videos and we'll help you out with whatever you need. Now, today we're talking about creating a burning desire. Yesterday, we introduced the health hierarchy of needs, which at the bottom, we have motivation, then we have movement, then we have nutrition, then we have physique, and then right at the top at the pinnacle is, move, is mastery. So Yanni, you want to uh, talk about, yeah. introduce what we're going to be talking about today? Absolutely. The fact is, and this is a really hard thing for people to understand, and I want uh, we say this in the best intentions um, tribe. We're not trying to belittle anyone. We're not trying to be condescending. Uh, we're not, you know, trying to discourage people. Quite the opposite. Quite the contrary. But what you need to understand is that if what you're trying to achieve in life, and it may be, we talk very much related to health and fitness goals here, but it can be anything. Well, if what you're trying to achieve in life isn't the first thing you think about and the last thing you think about every single day, then you have not yet created a burning desire around that thing. And it's okay to be motivated. Uh, that's what we start with. We, we like to call um, the initial motivation, that little bit, is the spark that gets you started. But that needs to grow into what we refer he, uh, to here as a burning desire. And what we want to talk about today is we want to drill down a little bit on how that happens. Because everyone starts, every, everything starts as a thought, and sometimes that sparks your motivation. And that's what most people use to get to the gym. They have a spark. You know, it might be that they want to lose a few kilos, or it might be that they want to improve their confidence, or, you know, remove some pain, fix some painful uh, injury or dysfunction or compromise that's occurring in the body. Uh, that's the spark, but that's not going to keep you going. That's not going to get you through the days where you wake up in the morning and it's cold out and dark mm. and you don't want to feel like getting out of bed, you know, because we're all about our feelings all the time. And the feelings that you get need to guilt you so hard on those days into getting your, yourself out of bed, getting your ass out of bed. And, you know, Rad and I experience those feelings all the time. We, get, we experience the feeling of not feeling like training or not feeling like doing the thing we know we need to do. But our burning desire overcomes that. And that's what gets us through. And we've come to the conclusion that without creating a burning desire, and this comes from years, decades of looking at why certain people achieve such high levels of success and why so many others fail. And, you know, we've really, really worked hard over the sort of 16, 17 years that we've been coaching people to come up with this health hierarchy of needs and to, 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 to figure out, you know, what, what is it? What, what are the different, what is the difference? The key differences between someone who succeeds in their goals and someone who fails every time. And we really believe that this is the first step. Yeah, look, I wouldn't say we believe, I'd say we know. 
Yeah. It's, um, I, can, I can tell you from experience, I can tell you all that for personally, I have the only times that I've ever felt real despair and real sadness and depression and those feelings of hopelessness, those feelings of just wanting to cry or give up or run away or whatever it is, is when I felt like I wasn't on path with my goals, you know? Like what Yanni was talking about, the spark that people have when you, when you have a goal, that happens by default. That You don't choose to do that. That happens by um, your exposure to different things in the world. We all see certain things that immediately spark a desire for us, you know? Something that a lot of people can relate to is you see a nice car go past, you see an ad for some clothes, for an, an iPad. You see an attractive uh, person that you're that you're attracted to, either of the opposite sex or same sex, whatever your preference is. You um, you know, th th these things they just happen. You don't you don't choose to do it. But turning that spark into a burning desire creates work yeah. and creates a plan. And Without that, like, I mean, how many times have you had a spark to want something, but it fizzles out and you forget about it, but then the next time you see it, you realize how much you want it, and then it fizzles out, and then and you never get it. You never yeah. get close to it uh, until one day you decide, I am going to get that thing. Yeah. And they're usually small things. You know, for most people, like when I'm saying this stuff, it's usually something like the new iPad or something that is relatively easy to attain, you know, if you just decide that you're going to save a little bit of money or you're going to go out and get it on a payment plan or whatever it is, um, you know, something a little bit more challenging isn't that new car and something even more challenging would be that new house and they're all material things um, or or we see the picture of the person with the abs and we say I want that but we only we, we don't follow through with it and it's because you didn't turn the spark into a burning desire which is what we want to talk about today yeah and and you know there are, are different ways that this happens for many many people unfortunately it happens through adversity you know, they, uh, they go to the doctor one day and get told that they've got something wrong with them. Their body is compromised. <laughs> and if they don't make a change, if they don't find the will, the burning desire to go to the gym and exercise and eat healthy, then they're going to die. Uh, they, 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 they're likely their, their life is going to get cut short or something like that. And they, the burning desire comes from, uh, I think, a, a lot of different factors in that case. It comes from a sense of guilt. It comes from a sense of, okay, I can't let my family down i can't you know a lot of people don't say oh, i'm going to do it for myself because they feel like their self-worth is there yet but their burning desire starts to cultivate from a myriad of different factors and i've seen that many times people come in and they're 40 kilos overweight or 30 kilos overweight or they're really really sick with cardiovascular health or, or disease or something and and they say i need to get in shape and when you drill down on it, it's not even something they want to do. They don't even feel their self-worth is, is, is at that level, but they don't want to let someone else down. And that's, that's certainly a way to create a burning desire. You do, know? do you remember, um, because I didn't read this book, you were the one that read it. It's one of the, the many books that you've read that I haven't read, but you were talking to me um, years ago about the, um, uh, the, th the, the three reasons why anyone is motivated, like everyone is motivated to do things for three reasons. And one of them was respect from other people. Do you remember what the other two were? No. 
can't don't remember. Either. It's a shame. It's and it's not going to work to try to um, give this example if we can't give what all three are. Um, anyway, so it doesn't matter. Then we can't remember it. But um, you know, I can tell you for myself personally what turned my Yanni. See, Yanni and me have always had uh, quite different burning desires which we've learned over a, uh, almost two decades of doing business together have been with the backbone to our success is that both of us come at what we do from a really different angle. My burning desire was always to be one of the greatest um, movers, you know, on the planet. That was my desire. I always, when I was a kid, I looked up to people like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan and Jet Li and, and Van Damme. It was, it was martial arts that I was more exposed to as a kid. Uh, and, I, and I reflect back now, the, the reason why is because when you went to the video store back in the VHS days, you could get martial arts movies. You couldn't get gymnastics movies. Mm. Probably would have been just as inspired by gymnastics. Um, and I always wanted to achieve that level of greatness. It just, it excited me. Yanni did movement training with me, but never with the same level of devotion and passion as, as I. But when we started in business, Yanni always had a much higher burning desire than I did to create a successful business. And through those two things coming together, we were able to, to create what we've created now. But So I can't speak for Yanni, and he'll give you um, his, his example with this. But for me, what turned my spark into a burning desire was fear of failure. It was when I'd recognized that I'd had a strong spark, maybe even a small flame for a decade, two decades. You know, I got it when I was 12 years old and dad showed us Jackie Chan movies for the first time. But now I was 30, or, uh, it, it was, it was when I was 30. And I realized that I hadn't achieved even close to the level of success that I dreamed of as a child. And it really dawned on me that I was getting older and I became very fearful of what was going to happen if I kept not realizing my potential and squandering my my um, my gifts and my and my desires. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, absolutely. Now, before we continue, I can't continue and concentrate with you sitting so far away from the microphone. I don't think you understand that that microphone. You're meant to talk into it, not. Oh, it's killing you. It is it's it's destroying a, it's, me. It's Pull it out things. to your mouth, okay. Joe Rogan style, and talk into that damn mic thank you there we go yeah uh (laughs) sorry about that tribe it's just i've spent all this money as the cfo of the company tens of thousands of dollars and rad can't use the equipment properly (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um triggered we triggered i've been triggered uh look this this concept is uh, and it's it's interesting you know because i'm looking at the comments here and and lee clements and welcome everyone who's joined us live for those who who do catch the replay on YouTube or are listening to the Sound of Movement podcast. We do um, record these live, believe it or not, and we re- uh, stream them live to our UMS Movement Mastermind private Facebook group. You can join the live discussion if you like. It's very fun. Uh, Lee Clements has said here, really enjoying these discussions. It's motivating to see how driven you two are. And like this, I get a funny reaction from a comment like that because I find it um, first and foremost really delightful and 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 lovely that um lee's giving us that level of support and she uh, um is it she yeah i'm pretty sure lee, yes lee, lee is, please yeah. forgive me if if i've got that wrong because we have so I'm many lees sure is, yeah. members of the gym that are lee that are male um uh lee is motivated by our motivation which i think is really really great but I also feel like it's our God-given right to find something in life that does the same for us. And I feel like until you do, 
then you're not living your purpose and you're not living, uh, you're almost not living your potential, you know, like mm. it, I don't know how a nice way to say it, For to me, it's not living. Mm. And I've been, I've been at the other end of the spectrum. I, I was at the other end of the spectrum for a decade, which for me was uh, attempted suicide and chronic, chronic drug abuse and um, an incapability inca- to uh, socialize on a, on a social level unless I was intoxicated. And um, so trust me when I say, and I'm not suggesting at all that that's where everyone else is sitting if they're not living as motivated as we are. All I'm trying to say uh, to use that example is that I have been at both ends of the spectrum. I've been where I am now, obviously, that's where I'm living now, and that's how I wake up every day. And I've been at the other end of the spectrum, which is like totally unmotivated, no direction, living with no purpose. In fact, living so recklessly that you expect that you're going to die at any moment on any day and uh, and really having no expectation of the future. And that's what I was like in my early 20s. That's what I was like in my late teens. And it wasn't until I found purpose... Uh, surprisingly through doing something that I was able to use my creativity and to help other people and uh, through being a personal trainer that I changed and that I started to see that, oh my God, this is really empowering and and it's a much um, obviously better way to live. And that took overcoming drug addictions and doing things like that because when you're addicted to drugs and alcohol, there's this veil of, you know, um, I guess blocking reality and, and, and that, that that you live in, you know, that you live behind. Yeah, but you we never see the light. But we know firsthand, and this isn't just our opinion. This is what we've been told by several of our mentors. You can't beat an addiction. All you can do is channel it into something else. That's right. And so what we successfully did was both of us. We channeled our heavy drug and alcohol addiction into an addiction for success in what it was that we did. Yeah. And we've got business mentors that say exactly the same thing. They say they used to be addicted to drugs, and the only way that they were able to beat it was to channel it into business and if you're that kind of a person it's funny to hear this but you've actually got a leg up on everybody else if you've got an addictive personality and if you've got addictions that you can't beat because when you make the decision and mark our words it is a decision that you make if you make the decision to channel it into something else no one will be able to compete with your level of tenacity no one will it's unbelievable you know we get told I get told um, by people, you know, you've got such an addictive personality. And I used to really try to defend myself. And now I say, yeah, I do. You're yeah. damn right I do. Yeah. And people say, oh, you need to become more balanced and you need to this. And I just shake my head and I say, no, I don't. Yeah. And I never will. I never will become more balanced. I will always be an addictive person. And that's what makes me who I am. Yeah. And what I've learned to do is to channel my addiction into something that produces a positive result that I can get up every day and feel extremely proud about what I'm doing. And I never had that before. Yeah. 12 years ago, I was miserable and depressed and lost. Yeah. And now I'm driven, successful and happy. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's, it's interesting. Clay mm. saying here, um, that is so awesome. It's rare to come back from heavy addiction. And I think that's one of the problems, Clay, that people get it wrong. You, as Rad said there, and that's a really poignant thing to, um, to, 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 point out it's a bit of an aha moment if we had a sound effect of the drop bomb dropping richard i'd get you to drop <laughs> the bomb right now um this is a knowledge bomb tribe you can't abolish an addiction you can only replace it 
it's the same as a habit. You can't abolish a bad habit. You can only replace it with something better, with something more uh, constructive, you know. And it's, it, I think it's really important that people who have, who do suffer from addictions understand that. In, you know, I've got a lot of friends who go and pay thousands, tens of thousands of dollars with the best psychologists in the world and they still battle their addictions. You know, they try to work through their addictions with a, with a, with a professional, which I'm not suggesting, I'm not discrediting, you know, but it doesn't seem to work. They go deep and they really, and they, whenever I talk to them, how's it going? How's your treatment going? How's your therapy going? Oh, it's amazing. I'm doing really well. And then I bump into them 10 years later and they're on the street, absolutely out of it on drugs again, you know? And I'm like, well, how'd that work out for you? You spent Mm. thousands with that guy. And, um, because they're trying to abolish an addiction. They're trying to break it apart and dismantle it, Mm. figure out what the trigger was. And there's all these great therapies and reasons why they do it and things like that. I went to therapy for years. My parents paid a fortune for therapy because through my teens and early adult life, I had severe Mm. anger management because I was living so recklessly and I was triggered by everything. And I was so psychologically unbalanced. I had really bad what they colloquially term anger management problems. I used to get in fights all the time, you know, and Mm. I went to therapy and I just hated it and it just did nothing for me. And, uh, it wasn't until I learned to channel all of that energy into something really constructive that my life started to change, you know, and for me, it started with exercise. Exercise was my enabler. Mm. I switched to, I, I focused on my boxing and that was a, that really grounded me. And then I started focusing on my body and my bodybuilding. And I just continually worked through uh, iterations of how I exercised because of how it made me feel. And unlike Rad and probably Richard, I have never really drilled down on Richard's why. You know, Rad's why is to be the best. He's he wants to. He's very competitive and he's very wants to. He wants to be one of the best movers. He wants to be recognised as that. He wants to achieve that. He wants that feeling. For me, it's very different. For me, it is, uh, it is about how I feel. It is very much about uh, my, my, you know, the, the chemical reactions that occur when I exercise. And uh, I, don't, I don't exercise because I love to exercise. In fact, I don't enjoy to exercise, but I very much love how it makes me feel. And I very much appreciate the, the, the physiological impact it has on my body, on my mind, on everything that I do. And I know now as a certainty that I wouldn't survive without exercise that, and I wouldn't be successful without exercise. And I think that this is a, a really good opportunity to bring this in for a landing and tie it in, um, you know, to what it is that, uh, you know, the topic of conversation is today as to how to create a burning desire is that, so, you know, we've spoken now about how Yanni and I both exercise for different reasons. And um, we've also spoken about how we've both used exercise as a means to come over to overcome a, a negative a chronic addiction, something that was very, very bad for us and the people around us. But Yanni's just spoken about how he doesn't exercise because he wants to be the best at it, like what I do. He exercises because it's a means of keeping him on track with everything else that he does. And I think there's probably very few people out there that will ever have the same desire with exercise that I do. 
Um, I've learned that the hard way. I've I, I, I trained people for many, many years expecting them to give the same level of commitment to their training that I give to it. And it took me a long time to recognize that. It, it took me a long time to even recognize that that's not what Yanni wanted, what you wanted. That took me a long time to wrap my head around to think, well, he actually doesn't want what I want out of this. So I've got to respect that, you know. And it took Yanni a long time to recognize that we were in this business together for different reasons as well and he had to give me the space to pursue that and that that was actually an asset to the business it took us a long time to come to those um, grips with each other but for, for, for those of you that are listening and for those of you that are watching um it is it's so important for you to turn this spark that got you to join this group, that got you to listen to this podcast, that got you to start moving into a burning desire. Without that, you haven't achieved the bottom of the health hierarchy of needs. You haven't even achieved the first step. And you have to recognize that whether you wanna be, some people might wanna be the most successful in their career that they can have. Some people might wanna be the best parent that they can be and some people might want to be the best mover that they want to be and other people might be on a spiritual journey to become enlightened and every single one of those very very different goals will all be realized quicker and more satisfyingly when you live in a healthy body yeah well they they all align with why you should be taking your exercise seriously Mm -hmm. you know they absolutely do i i um 100 million percent am a believer of that exercise and 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 um developing strength and we all know that true strength cannot be achieved in the absence of flexibility or mobility so you have to develop both flexibility and strength at the same time we firmly believe that it reduces the risk of injury and you just feel better your body feels better and at the end of the day (laughs) that's one of the things that people have as an expectation of when they exercise when people start exercising they expect that they're going to feel good and so why would you do it if it doesn't make you feel good so we know that you have to train flexibility and strength at the same time to feel good okay and then at the same time if you're really doing it for performance you need to be um, uh, stimulating your cardiovascular system because that is just a fundamental element of health so you'd be silly to to not exercise in a way or in a manner that stimulates cardiovascular health or fitness we'll frame it as at the same time so we have this formula train every day that's going to develop strength flexibility and fitness evenly uh that is going to empower anyone whether it's that you're trying to reach the top of your game in your career whether it's that you're trying to become the best mover in the world whether it's that you're trying to become a professional athlete whether it's that you're trying to lead a tribe through a hard time whether it's like so you're trying to become a leader you are going to benefit from training every day in a way that develops strength, flexibility, and fitness, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I agree 110%. Like this is, you, you, like your burning desire can be related to almost anything. Like Mm -hmm. this is where people fall over. They think, oh, well, I don't have a burning desire to look like a figure model or to look like I could grace the cover of a men's health magazine. That's totally fine. You know, you may not have a desire to become an athlete. Not many people do. Being ath- being an athlete is a, a lonely, lonely um, journey until you're on the top. And even then, 
a lot of athletes say it's a very empty existence, you know, because you often don't earn a lot of money and you're dedicated to your sport. So yes, I get it. Not everyone wants to be an athlete, you know, mm. but there is something there that everybody wants. Yeah. There is I, something. You know, I reckon, uh, uh, like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I reckon there's probably at the at the top, of the, like in the three main categories that people would... Um, that, that people would fit into for, for the reasons as to why that exercise is. Um, a lot of people would want it to make them a better person, you know, to, to increase their um, experience on this planet, you know, to, to enjoy life on a better way. And some of those people might be on a pursuit, on a spiritual pursuit. Well, about 1500 years ago, there was a monk from India that traveled to China depends who you speak to his name was either Dharma or Bodhidharma and he started teaching people yoga uh, and meditation uh, for the pursuit of spirituality and after years and years and years of seeing how frail their bodies became he started to create exercises based on looking at the way the animals moved around him and the Shaolin temple was born so Thousands of years ago, some of the most spiritually enlightened people recognized that you cannot live your life to the fullest with only spiritual enlightenment and without being physically capable as well. Okay, In the same way, the authors of Extreme Ownership, who are business coaches, talk about the start of your day to be successful in business begins with exercise. So you're hearing it from some of the most successful business and you know wellness coaches around the world. And if your goal is to be the best parent you can be, what's one of the greatest things that any parent wants? They want a healthy mindset for their children. They don't want their children to grow up to be unhealthy. And the only way you're ever really going to do that is to lead by example. If you're somebody that's overweight that doesn't value exercise or eating healthy at all and you try and tell your kids to, to live their life differently, good luck. Yeah, that's right. Good luck. Absolutely. So all of these things, all of these big reasons as to why people would want to um, why people would want to enhance their lives and their, or their why, their reasons for being, you know, um, spiritual enlightenment or pursuit of self-development, career um, success or family success, they're all going to be enhanced with this. And so... This whole process of how to turn your spark into a burning desire, this is a process and it is something that you work on daily just like you do exercise. Yanni and I, even at the level that we're at, this is not something that we did 10 years ago and we've left it behind. It's something that we still continue to work on. Yep, absolutely. I'm just looking at some of the comments yep. here because there's a lot of great engagement and feedback and uh, people are really sharing and opening up, which I love. Uh, it's, Should we th jump into some of this? Yeah, absolutely. I just cannot stress to you how much, uh, and even the, the more we talk about it, the more, you know, um, convinced I am of how much exercise will, you know, benefit everybody. Uh, but it, but you have to, you have to find your burning desire, your reason why, you know, you can't just choose and, and, you know, pro tip for everybody out there, a burning desire is not to look better in your swimsuit. That's a spark. That's the spark of motivation that gets you moving forward in the right direction, but it's not your burning desire. Your burning desire is deeper than that. You have to drill deeper than that superficial spark. And it's totally okay that that is one of your, your drivers, one of your reasons. I absolutely am driven by the fact that I want to have a an impressive physique. I want people when my shirt comes off to go, whoa, look at this dude. 
he's 40 years old and he's got two young kids and and uh, you know a business th- you know three businesses and 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 he's look at him and look look at how much he's leading by example i want my children to think that their father is one of the strongest people they know you know i want them to grow up my boys to grow up with that being a value uh, strength, flexibility, health being a value, a strong value of theirs, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I want to lead by example, but and yeah. you know, um, Sharon's saying here, Sharon Lynn said something quite valuable. She's saying sometimes just do things is important. It can take a long time to figure out what you want. Don't just sit on it, uh, to figure out, move it while you're figuring it out. That is so true, Sharon. So many people say, but I don't know where to get started because I don't know what my desire is. Well, most people don't Mm. when they get started. And that's going to tie into what Steve's saying that that we'll read in just a sec. But at the backbone of success is health. So even if you don't know what it is that you want to do, you need to do something. You need to put your energy into something that's going to produce a result. And there's, um, there's very little that compares to having a really healthy body and a good habit around exercise that will translate to anything that anybody needs. You know, like we all know now that um, you know heart disease and um, uh, heart-related cardiovascular diseases is, is the biggest killer in the world. And what's one of the? There's two backbones to you know preventing that. It's eating healthy and exercising. So if you want to live longer, you exercise. Like it's as simple as that. And yeah. if you're on this earth thinking to yourself, oh, I don't care. You know, I'm just going to burn out. Well, the problem is that that doesn't stimulate. That doesn't drive people. Yeah. People only want to live longer when they're dying. Yeah, that's you right. It, that's and that's exactly just the right. way we're built. Yeah. So you have to find something deeper. Now, here's a key that you will understand, that you will learn. Your burning desire is going to change. It's going to shift. The priorities in your life shift lots as you as you um, become more mature. As you mature, your burning desire will too. And that's totally fine. So don't fixate on something or or freak out because you can't drill it down right now. You know, whatever your burning desire is now, use that. And that might, you might find down the track that that was only really just a little spark of motivation and that, that it so evolves, you know, so what, what, it, what your burning desire is, what drives you to succeed at the highest levels is going to evolve as much as your body does, you know, a- along the journey. So don't fixate on on fearing the fact that you haven't found it yet or this or that, exactly like what Sharon suggested here. Uh, it is so important that you understand that your, your burning desire is not something that you find and then it's with you for the rest of your life. Maybe, maybe for some people it is. Uh, for me, certainly not. What, what drives me has evolved uh, as much as I have over the years. And, uh, and I think that you're going to find that that happens for you too. Yeah, guaranteed. It's, um, and it's the same with me. Things continue to evolve. Things continue to change. You know, just recently, I've been reminded again of just how important it is to me that I, um, you know, achieve a level of success with my movement practice that very few do. It's it's tied into everything that I do. And, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, for me, it's a very, very rewarding journey. But, geez, it took me a while to figure that out, you know. I did, when I joined the Army, I actually, just for those of you that don't know, I joined the Army when I was 30. And a part of the reason that I joined the Army was because my Kung Fu teacher pulled me aside within... I don't know, within a year or, or, or it was probably within a year that, that I joined the army. And he said to me, something that stuck with me, he said, Rad, what are you doing here? 
And I asked him what he meant. And he said, well, you know, you've been coming here for 10 years and, you know, you turn up, but you're not really getting better. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you're not getting better. You haven't gotten better in the last couple of years. You're not, you've hit that level where to get better, you need to really work hard and you're not doing it. You're just turning up. And I was quite confronted by it. And he said, you either need to decide that you're going to do this and put the effort in or go and do something else. Because the hours that you spend here every day, you could be putting that energy into something that makes you money Hmm. or something else, you know. And he advised me. He said, I think you should stop training for six months at least. Go away, do something, figure out if this is what you want to do. And shortly after that, I joined the army. And I joined the army for many reasons. I joined the, uh, but one of the reasons and what relates to what we're talking about today is that I wanted to figure out if I still had it in me and wanted to do what I needed to do to get to the next level with martial arts. And what I decided when I was away, I decided, yes, I do want to do this. It is that important to me to be, to live in that kind of a body, you know, and to have that level of success. But then what got me to, what led to the UMS was that when I came back and I, and I was started the business with Yanni and I was training very hard back then. I was doing Kung Fu a couple of hours every day. And, you know, you can ask Richard and Yanni the level of dedication that I had of just doing the same things over and over again. But what got me to change to start pursuing calisthenics, which led to the UMS is that I recognized that despite my best efforts, I would almost certainly never create financial wealth with martial arts. Mm. I just missed the boat. I wasn't, I didn't start early enough to ever be able to go and compete and win tournaments, which would make a name that would create a school. And I was running a gym. I was doing, I wasn't running a martial arts school. And that's when I decided to transfer that same energy and that same drive into something that I felt would be more financially viable, which was calisthenics. And, um, and so some people say to me, oh, but I don't enjoy doing this so much. Well, Yanni didn't enjoy physical training as much as I did, but he found a way to turn it into something successful. And I certainly didn't enjoy weightlifting and um, exercise like Yanni and Richard did, but I found a way to become passionate about it and turn it into success. I I spent, sorry to cut you off, but I spent the first two decades of my life 100 million percent convinced that I was going to be an artist, that I was going to be an illustrator or a graphic designer or some form of an artist. I was going to learn to monetize uh, the skills that that my parents had cultivated in me. I had a uh, makeup artist as a mother and a a photographer, a professional photographer as a father, a very creative family. And uh, I used to do everything I did was related to uh, to the arts, to drawing, to illustrating, to build uh, building woodwork, uh, woodworking. Uh, to the point where throughout school I just completely switched off from English, math, science, everything, because there wasn't an, an ounce of me that thought that I wasn't going to grow up and be an artist. And then when I hit the real world, the workforce. My first job was in uh, advertising, uh, in the creative side of an adver- a very, very big advertising agency, uh, now called uh, YRGP, um, Young and Rubicum, George Patterson Bates or something like that. They merged. Um, back then it was Young and Rubicum. And, uh, and I, I worked there for years. And then uh, I just went through different positions trying to find my feet, trying to become a, 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 a creative. And I realized that it just wasn't for me. It wasn't um something that i would be able to monetize easily you know and create a business around and i then worked as a freelance illustrator and all this sort of stuff now 
you would think like, how has this guy ended up as CFO of a company? And, and, um, and that I realized really quickly after going back and doing mechanical engineering and trying something totally different and studying uh, for four, four or five years, I realized really quickly that I could apply my creativity to building a business. And that's um, been fueling my burning desire. And my personal purpose I found because of the turmoil I went through with mental um, disease uh, and depression is to help empower other people. So if I can align my burning desire to become successful in business with helping other people, then I'm winning. And that's what we've done to build this business, you know? So for those of you out there who are like thinking, geez, how do I apply this to myself and my life? You know, there is so much evolution that can come in your life and you may not be anywhere near finding what's going to really fuel you, you know, uh, at, at this stage in your life. But there is so much room to evolve and to grow and to learn. And, oh man, and that Steve, sort of Steve's analogy here, Richard, can you yeah, bring that up? Yeah, I love this. Yeah, this, I've never heard this before, but I absolutely love it. He said, the analogy is you cannot steer a stationary vehicle. But once it's moving, you can steer it and change direction. That is so, so true. And, yeah. and it's such a great analogy. You, you just have to get moving and you just have to create some momentum. And once you've created that momentum, you, you can start to change direction. You yeah. can start to say, you know, oh, you know, I don't like the direction I'm going in here, but I'm going to go in that direction and that direction. And my Kung Fu teacher used to say the same thing to me. He used to say, look, because um, I used to always ask him these questions, how do I get to here and how do I get to there with my training? And he said, you don't need to worry about that now. All you need to do is do the work and you're at point A and you want to get to point B and you know what point B looks like because you can see the people there. But if you just start doing the work, then what happens is my job as a teacher is, he used to always say this to me, he'd say, he'd say it's like walking on a footpath and I'm watching you walk the footpath. And if I see that you start walking on the road, I'm going to come over and give you a tap on the shoulder and show you where the footpath is again. But if you're just standing still, nothing's going to change, yeah. you know, and that's what happens. Yeah, there's, there's something here. Um, Ruth <laughs> Houseman is saying, isn't it so often that true that during the darkest moments that we must focus to see the light? Now, I want to say something here because... I certainly had my turning point in the most severe adversity and, uh, and Rad kind of had the same experience. I, I, I literally uh, I tried to take my own life because I was suffering such severe depression. Uh, and that was the turning point for me where I decided I would do things, try to do things differently and see if I could discover more meaning and purpose in life going forward. And it was after a really quite deep and um, um, full on conversation with my parents that convinced me to do that. But what I would like to say, and a lot of people have that awakening, a lot of people have to hit rock bottom before they have an awakening and change their life. I want to say you do not have to do that. You do not have to hit rock bottom to start thinking about this stuff. The only difference is that, the, that, that someone has waited for a trigger that's triggered them to start thinking about this stuff. But you guys out there, um, you know, you can just decide to start thinking like that. You don't have to hit rock bottom to be triggered, yeah. you know? And I think that's something that unfortunately a lot of people wait for. They wait for this like wake up call, which often kills them. So a lot of people don't survive the wake up call, mm. you know, uh, which yeah. is really unfortunate. And I think that, 
you know, um, you know, you don't have to wait to the doctor's appointment where they tell you that you've got cancer or um, the the suicide attempt that doesn't work or the, um, you know, uh, being homeless in Rad's case and joining the army, the military, you know, to try and turn his life around. You don't have to wait for such an abrupt wake up call. You can just make a choice that you're going to live with purpose and you're going to find your purpose, whatever that might be, and you're going to work towards it. You know, and it starts with, as Steve says here, getting some momentum because you can't steer a stationary vehicle. And we believe the lowest hanging fruit is to start exercising. It's the easiest habit to create and it tends to affect everything else in your life. I can tell you right now that if I had access to teachers like us now that were giving me the information that we're giving out right now, I wouldn't have needed to hit rock bottom because one of the issues that I found with martial arts, that's those were the teachers that I was looking for. And at least in traditional Kung Fu, the way that they teach you is a real hardball way. It's like the way that people have been taught for hundreds, maybe even thousands of years, where they basically just give you a tiny bit of instruction and they see who rises to the challenge. Yeah. And that I, I can see that that would have worked before the times of media, I guess, you know, like people, um, the, like people, like it was the less Bruce, influence. Life yeah. was less influential. Yeah, yeah that's right. Know? And the, and the Bruce Lee's of the era, you know, the, the people that got the small lessons and just went, yeah, I'm going to do it. But I never saw anybody in my school really rise to that. What challenge. you also don't know is how many of those people that you aspire to actually hit rock bottom. Yeah, you don't exactly. You don't know exactly. That. Yeah, you, you don't. Know? But I know that Bruce Lee's story is that he had to he, he got into some serious legal trouble and had to leave his country yeah. and move to America, yeah. migrate to America. It yeah. happened on a whim, you know, yeah. and yeah. he was definitely he was going to be thrown a, in jail otherwise. Person, yeah. yeah. He was definitely you know, an addictive person. So, so he was addicted to getting in street fights and things like that, you know. Yeah. Um so yeah. yeah, you never know. You don't know the people that we aspire to. Who, who knows whether they uh, didn't actually hit rock bottom at some point? Yeah, yeah. But if look, if you um, if you're listening to this and you want to know, okay, well, what's the next action step? How do I, how do I, how do I do something with this? Well, what I can tell you is that we are going to be turning all of this into a proper course that you can do but that is going to take us a little bit of work so until that happens we're going to be uh you know just help talking through it and, and getting you guys started but the first thing that you need to do the very first thing is that you need to actually start putting some thought to this that's, that's, that's the first thing it's like yanni says all the time um you know if you don't if it's not the first thing that you think about every morning and the last thing you think about every night then your desire to do something isn't strong enough to get you to get you to the high level, okay? And a lot of people say, oh, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine where I am, I'm happy. Good, good for you. If you're happy with where you are, then that's great. And I really take my hat off to you. If, if, that's, if you're comfortable and you're honestly happy, then good, you don't need these lessons. But challenge yourself. Ask yourself if you're really happy. Ask yourself if you feel that you're on track to your success and to your dreams. And if you're not, then the first thing you need to do is to create a burning desire. And the, and the way to do that, a way to get started is to just start thinking about what it is that you really want yep. and start creating more clarity and write down what you think you want and then read it every day. That's what affirmations are. That's, start, that's, start making it the first and last thing you think about every day. That's right. That's the, that's like the key, like little insight pro tip for the hot players. 
you can train yourself to think about it first thing in the morning and last thing at night. And that's what I do with my affirmations. When I say it's, if it's not the first and last thing you think about every day, then your efforts will be futile. I really mean that. And many of us don't. Many of us don't start just by thinking about the things we want to achieve in life the most first and last every day. But you can train yourself to do so. And, if, and until you do, I'm telling you now, you're not going to achieve what you're trying to achieve at the levels that you're, uh, uh, to meet your expectations. I, I, I guarantee it. It has to be a burning desire. And, um, and that's how you create a burning desire. You start thinking about it more. Yeah. You start working on it. Yeah. And you do, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't know the, the, the path just yet. The path, as Steve says, will unfold in front of you. Uh, it's like um, Steve Jobs' great commemorative speech. He says, you never know the, the, the path. You, you only know looking back when you connect the dots. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It, it, you can't connect the dots when you look forward, but when you look back, When you, you look back, you can connect the dots and see that there was a direct path to where you, you've got, you yeah. know. You yeah. just need to practice a bit of faith, but you have to start by thinking about, okay, this is what I'm going to do, you know. All right, guys, that's about all we've got time for. We've got to bring this in for a landing. If you like this style of content, then strap yourself in because we're going to be going deeper here. This is an area of what we're, Rad and I and Richard are doing that we're really going to dial in. Uh, most importantly, going deep into that hierarchy of health, mastery, physique, nutrition, movement, and then starting with motivation or the burning desire. Um, and uh, yeah, this is, I think this is an area that, that a lot of you guys are really going to benefit from. So yeah, we got a lot of great um, feedback going in the live discussion for all of you uh, listening on the podcast. We hope that you are enjoying it. Thank you very much for giving us your time. Big shout out to everyone who watches the replay on YouTube. Get yourself over guys to the UMS Movement Mastermind, even if just to uh, watch the live recording because it's it's kind of funny. You guys see a more polished version of this when it hits YouTube and the podcast, usually. <laughs> <laughs> you can see all our stuff ups and uh, misbehavior if you catch it live. All right, guys, we will see you tomorrow. Will we not? No, we No, won't. we're going to be on the uh, UMS online coaching group tomorrow um, talking uh, about some higher level stuff. Then we're going to be on the Unity Gym Tribe face, uh, Facebook page on Thursday, and then we'll be back here on Friday. On for Friday Physio for Friday. Physio Friday. And guys, oh my God, get ready for one of the biggest programs we've ever launched, one of the most valuable programs we've ever launched. doesn't matter what you're trying to do in life. Your spine is everything. Healthy spine is a healthy body. You're only as old as your spine. And as we like to say, it is spine day every day. Uh, and we're releasing our spinal mobility masterclass on Friday. That's right. How exciting is that? Have a good day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you again soon. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.